Bruce Lawn. Recently, a British influencer came out as non-binary with new pronouns, as well as transracial. His name is Ali London. I'm going to go and show you guys the clip, and then we're going to get into just the, the waters and unpack some of this. Whether you are uh, for people being non-binary, identifying as they want to, whether you are against it, whether you are a follower of Jesus, whether you're not sure, stick around till the end of this video because we are going to really dive deep but get onto some, I think, unifying ideas in terms of this. So, Ali London is, I believe, from London, or at least from the UK, and he came out as transracial. I'm going to play you guys a couple clips. It, you know, let's, let's, just, let's just hear him out. Or anyone online as British, because I, I identify as Korean. That's just my culture. That's my home country. That's exactly how I look now. Um, and I also identify as Jimmy, and that's my Korean name. But uh, not only that, I just... I, I know it's a little bit confusing for some people. Nobody's ever come out as Jimin or Korean, but um, this is something that you guys know if you follow my journey for the last eight years. I've really struggled with identity issues, with who I am, you know, or anyone online okay. as British. So uh, he had $150,000 in surgery done on his face to look like his favorite Korean uh, K-pop star. So this is him... So happy with my new Korean eyes, my new Korean brow lift, my new Korean temple lift, everything Korean, guys. I now identify fully as Korean. I'm so happy I can live my life the way I want to live it. Finally, after being trapped for so long, Jimmy no ba. I couldn't tell if he was speaking Korean there at one point or speaking English in a Korean accent. Okay, but I digress. I feel Korean, you know, I feel I identify with the Korean community. Maybe they will accept me more now because I have the look, you know, maybe people will think I'm actually Korean, uh, which will make me really happy. Um, and they can see how much I love their culture because this is the extreme length I've gone to because I love Korea so much. I just want to make Jimin proud as well, you know, because Jimin is my ultimate idol and I want him to be proud, so I'm sure he'll be proud that I look like exactly like him now. I have his eyes. I finally have Jimin's Korean eyes, and they're so, so beautiful. So I'm so, so happy with my new look. I can't wait to see the final results when all the swelling goes down. Yeah, so that happened. Let me show you guys the before and after photo. This is what he used to look like. Okay, so this is... He's a, you know, he's a British man. He's had other plastic surgery done before. And so now he wants to fully transition to look like th this gentleman, which I think his name is uh, Jimin. Jimin, that's his name. So he's looking to go from that and they, because he is, ah, this is very, okay. They have transitioned to now look like a Korean person. One part of the uh, of the uh, you know spectrum and this is one of the last few days of pride month is celebrating that he has came out as non-binary very brave of him I've, if you guys know i did a video on demi lovato her identify uh, they identifying as non-binary and they identify 
as, as non-binary and, and therefore people are happy and they are brave and it's a big deal that they came out. However, when he came out as transracial, ooh, did they come after him? Mm-mm-mm. We're talking death threats. We're talking all kinds of shenanigans going down. So much so that the conservative media outlets started getting him to come on. And this man is being defended by the likes of Ben Shapiro in Fox News. Okay, Twilight Zone vibes. There's some scripture I want to cover that I think will glue some of this together regardless on where you fall on the spectrum of this entire conversation. And some of this is going to offend you. Okay, some of this is going to offend you. So let's just let's just let's just take a deep dive. And again, guys, watch till the very end because you should just watch till the very end. The first part is if you are here and you're watching this video and you identify as something that you weren't biologically born as, maybe you uh, associate with being non-binary, maybe whatever, okay? If you're here and you're trying to make sense of this and you think he is uh, bad for being transracial or or what have you, listen, I want to give you guys a passage because some of you guys may think that because I am a Christian, I am a follower of Jesus, I'm going to put my cards out there that you think that I hate you, or you think that I'm going to judge you, or you think that I want to see you in hell, or you think that I I want the government to take away your rights to exist. And I and I, I got to break it to you. This is contrary from the truth, okay? And this is going to offend the Christians. By the way, before you send me an angry comment here, send me a DM on Instagram. It's a great way to get a hold of me. So what I'm going to get into right now is going to offend some of my Christian audience, just buckle up. First Corinthians chapter 5 is the Apostle Paul writing the church of Corinth. A lot of people hate when I bring up this passage in terms of how we are to deal with people who are far from God, people who are not walking with Jesus. If you do not walk with Jesus, here is my position on whatever it is you're going through. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul is writing the church in Corinth. They're going through all kinds of issues, all kinds of different sexual sins in the church to the degree where a man was sleeping with his stepmom and the church did nothing about it and it was almost celebrated probably because the person was of some type of stature. Okay, so this verse right here is verse five and it says, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Then verse 10 says, not at all, meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy or swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. But now I'm writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy an idolater or slanderer or drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. Verse 12, what business is it of mine? Christian, listen up. What business is it of mine to judge those outside of the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. What business is it of mine to judge how anybody wants to identify, to judge how anybody's sexual orientation wants to be, to judge any of that? It's none of my business. What you do is what you do. Now, the moment these things start becoming 
legislated laws, the moment this starts becoming things that's taught in school, then we're going to have some tension. And here's the deal. I understand because historically the church has done the opposite. Historically, the church has taken our convictions and our, our rules and projected them onto the world. I'll give you a very practical example. You guys aren't going to like me for this, but it's okay. Prohibition. Conservative fundamentalist Christians took their conviction of alcohol being grape juice in the Bible and said, oh, alcohol's bad. And then they legislated those laws on all of Americans. And guess what? When you said that people couldn't have alcohol, you know what happened? Organized crime rose up and people started getting alcohol illegally and and, and violence went up. And the mob started ruling because they had the bootleg license. So I am not one for legislating my convictions or my morality. Half of the Christians watching this are pissed off at me right now because I said that. Because some of you guys think that, goodness gracious, fornication should be illegal. Adultery should be illegal. Homosexuality should be illegal. All these things should be illegal. And I disagree with you. Because according to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, the Corinthian church living in a metropolitan area where they were doing all kinds of wild stuff. What business is it of mine to judge those outside of the church? Are you not to judge those inside of the church? Here's the issue where Christians have failed. We've consistently, historically, have had the sin in the church and have done nothing about it. Look up the percentage of pastors who regularly look at pornography. It'll blow your mind. So we allow the sin amongst us And we look the other way when people who are anointed or gifted are sinning, but those who are outside of the confines of the church, we hold to other standards that they never signed up to be held to. Isn't that interesting? Christian, holding someone accountable to a goal that they're not working towards is unfair and unloving. Holding someone accountable to a goal that they're not working towards is unfair and unloving. It's a quote from my pastor. I I know you're like, well, facts over feelings. No, 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 no. That makes no sense. If, 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 If I am getting fit and you're not in the place of life where you're ready to be fit because of whatever, happenstance, you're working multiple jobs and I keep coming to you and telling you, well, you know, if you just track your macros and you just start eating more chicken and you go and get with me at the gym and learn how to do your workouts, your compound lifts, right? That is not helpful. That is not loving. You did not sign up. And then I start coming to your house and banging on your door. Boom, 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 boom. Hey man, 6 a.m. Time to get to the gym. That is not fair. That is not helpful. That is not like you didn't sign Sign up for that goal. We we have strong convictions. I understand. Okay. But the good news is, hey man, if you're a follower of mine here on this channel, uh, I don't hate you. I don't judge you. What you do is your business. And I actually don't want fornication or whatever to be made illegal so that you can be discriminated against. If you are not a follower of Jesus, I view you with dignity. I view you with respect. I love you. Uh, I have people in my life that come from all different slants. Okay. Now, Now, here's where it's going to get uncomfortable, okay? Buckle up. This is going to get uncomfortable. Now, if you are not a follower of Jesus, if you're not a follower of Jesus and you want to know how does this work, what does this mean to follow Jesus, okay? Well, then, I'm going to tell you the truth, and the truth is going to hurt. And the truth shouldn't just hurt if you identify as non-binary or whatever. The truth is going to hurt for all of us. So, I'm going to read you guys a passage. Matthew chapter 10, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever 
finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. He says this again, by the way. He says this again. Again. Matthew. This is Matthew 16, I believe. 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciples must uh, deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. This word, I want you guys to know something. This word right here, this word life, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. I want you guys to know what this word life is. This word life in the original Greek is right here. It's, I think you say it, uh, puska. It actually translates closer to psyche. Whoever's trying to want, whoever wants to maintain their psyche, their paradigm, their way of viewing things, their their identity, whoever wants to maintain that will lose it. But whoever loses their psyche for me will find it. So let's let's look at this word some more. Breath of life, the vital force, uh, and then it goes on to say the seat of the feelings, desires, affections, aversions of our heart. Whoever wants to follow Jesus has to lay down their feelings, desires, affections, and aversions. Okay, the soul of the person. So your psyche, your life has to be laid down and submitted at the cross. And then you will truly find it. We're also going to tell you, you need to be your most authentic self. You need to be honest. What you feel inside is your truth. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. You have to give up your truth for the truth. Because your honesty isn't always absolutely true. Okay, so... If you are not a follower of Jesus, I am not pushing to legislate my morality on you. I am not legislating any of this stuff on you. I'm telling you, hey, listen, I respect you. You have dignity. You you have honor, respect for me. I love you. I'm here for you. I don't think you should be treated different. I don't think you should be violated. I don't think you should be assaulted. Now, the moment we get into, well, what does Jesus have to say? Well, mm, that's that's going to get awkward because Jesus said you have to lay down your life. Jesus said you got to lay down your life. Jesus said you got to make him the, the number one priority. So if Jesus has something to say about our sexuality, Jesus has something to say about our, our desires, Jesus has something to say, whatever Jesus has to say, then he is God and he has final authority over these issues. So you, you then have to wrestle through that. And so we'll go back here. And so the non-Christian needs to understand that, hey, listen, Jesus becomes your Lord. He's not just a functional savior. He's not just get out of hell in a free card. He's not just hell insurance. Okay, you actually have to make him Lord, master of your life. Now, I have to tell you the great news. The great news is if you put your faith in Jesus, you trust Jesus, he will actually renew you from the inside out. The great news is that when we live life God's way, we get better at life and life gets better. When we live life God's way, we get better at life and life gets better. Jesus makes life better and therefore we're better at life. So it's, it's and both when we surrender our way of doing things. And I can tell you, I've had to surrender a lot of things, maybe nothing as intense as my gender identity or my orientation, but I've had to surrender some dreams in my life, some things that I thought I was going to accomplish for my name, for my glory, for, for my bank account. There's been things that have had to die in my life because I needed to live the way Jesus called me to, 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 to live. I needed to die to some mentalities. I needed to die to some things that I thought were going to happen. 
happen. And, and a lot of times we get this thing in picture and culture where we talk about, oh, I, I have a God dream. God, my dream is this, and I want you in on my dream. I need your blessing on my dream. But God's dream is saying, God, what is your dream for my life? And how am I supposed to pursue that? And how am I supposed to live like that? And how do I get in alignment with your dream? And by the way, you don't always have to be in agreement to be in alignment. Anybody that's ever been married before will tell you that. In order for me to be in alignment with my wife, I don't always have to agree with her. Say, and vice versa. Okay, so we have to be in alignment with God. And sometimes it's hard, it's difficult, it's challenging. Sometimes we don't always understand and have all the answers. It doesn't always make sense in the moment. So I'm not about, let me get God in on my dream. God, I feel this way. You need to bless how I feel and my predispositions and my psyche and my paradigm. No, 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 no. We need to, to say, God, what is your dream, your vision, your ways of doing things? And I went in on that. I went in on, I went in on that. And if I never make it the way I thought I was going to make it, if I never accomplish the things I thought I was going to accomplish, if I never get the type of life I thought I was going to get, it's okay because Jesus, you're better. This is hard to say in a culture that tells you you are the center of the universe and you need to live your honesty and you need to live your truth. So we're going to get into some more scripture and then we're going to get into some things that we all should we all should agree on. We all should agree on. Check this out. This is Matthew 7. We're going to we're just in the book of Matthew today. Judge not that you be not judged for what for what the judgment you pronounce you will be judged. And what the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when there is the log in your, in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eyes. I'm going to apply this verse in a way that isn't going to make sense at first, but let's, let's just, let me just say it this way. If this, if this young person wants to identify as being transracial, how in the world do some people say it's okay for someone to identify as any gender or any orientation they want? Oh, because those things are social constructs, but yet he can't identify as a different race. This is, to me, where folks on the left start becoming hypocrites. And I know you guys probably learned that from the church. I understand. But listen, unjust scales are not right. So you are okay with someone identifying any way they want. However, except when it comes to race. That makes no sense to me. That makes zero sense to me. If this person can spend $150,000 in transition to appear Korean... And he's not Korean, but someone like Caitlyn Jenner can say they're a, uh, they're a woman because of what they feel on the inside. That don't seem very consistent to me, world. So at the very least, if we're going to say truth comes from the inside and this is what I feel, how about you just keep it a buck and just keep it th the same scales? If someone can be trans whatever, they can't be transracial? Why? Because you say so? Oh, so there's objective truth outside of what they're feeling. Oh, it sounds like something Christians have been saying all along. 
Interesting. So someone is able to identify however they feel, except when it comes to the issues of their racial identity. That to me is wildly inconsistent. That to me is wildly hypocritical. So here's where we get into the real heart of the issue, regardless on what framework you come from. Some things we should agree on. Uh, People deserve dignity. I've said this before. I don't care what you identify as. It doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. I love you. I respect you. We could go have food. We could go have lunch. We could hang out. Respect. People deserve dignity. You deserve dignity. Why? As a Christian, as someone who's a follower of Jesus, well, listen, I think you're created in the image of God. Even if you don't believe in God, I think you're created in the image of God. Therefore, you have dignity. You have value. You should have grace. You should have uh, a protection. You shouldn't be assaulted. You shouldn't be mistreated. You shouldn't be bullied. People deserve dignity. We should all agree on that. Okay? Don't legislate your convictions. Christians have done this historically with goofy things like prohibition. Okay? Christians haven't been the most polite and nice and kind to people of different orientations. Okay, now, here's the thing where it's coming full circle. Hypocrisy is harmful. Here's the thing that's becoming full circle. We are now legislating the very things that we didn't want Christians to legislate. Here's what I mean. If you want to identify however you want to identify, respect. Um, how about you don't try to teach that curriculum to sixth graders? And how about if sixth graders or fifth graders or fourth graders, parents want to pull them out of school for that lesson about your identity? How about you don't make that an issue? Hmm. Because you just said you didn't want my morals legislated on you and, and my sex ethic, my biblical sex ethic legislated on you. How about you don't legislate your sex ethic on me and my kids? How about we don't do that? How about we agree that people deserve dignity? How about we agree that all these things, we, we need to honor each other as people? But when you start legislating your convictions on the rest of society, that's when we're going to have some issues. And that is what we're dealing with, is it not? We're having issues with certain people wanting their morality legislated. There's certain Christians who I disagree with that think fornication, uh, adultery, and homosexuality should be illegal. I think you guys are ape. I don't know. I don't agree with that based on 1 Corinthians 5. You guys may disagree with my interpretation of that. And then there are certain folks who are on what I would call the loony left that want to legislate their morality on everybody else. And so how does this manifest? Well, it manifests in stuff like 11-year-olds telling their friends that they're bisexual. Right? And then everybody's supposed to agree with that and line up with that and celebrate that. An 11-year-old. An 11-year-old. This just happened in my personal life. An acquaintance of mine, the daughter, a friend, a friend, identifies bisexual. Okay, at 11, at 11 years old. And you mean to tell me that this stuff can be taught in schools? These th- these th- you can be pansexual, you can be non-binary, you can be all these different things. And now you, you, have, to, you have to legislate this stuff. You now, you, now it's not, hey, just respect me and respect, give me dignity as a person. But... You now have to also, uh, we're going to now teach my way is the right way. This is hypocrisy. This is hypocritical. This is hypocritical. And this is just one manifestation of it. This this person in Britain who wants to identify as transracial, this is just one manifestation of it that is going to keep coming up. And you're seeing the inconsistencies of the people on the loony left who are saying these things. You need to legislate this. You need to, you need to do this. You need to teach kids this. You need to do that. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. Right? When someone wants to identify as transracial, well, then it's a problem. Why? At least keep it a buck. Or you maybe, 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 just maybe, just maybe, you have to stop and say, this person's not Korean. 
Yes, I understand race is a social construct and it's been used to oppress people, but that person's not Korean. Yes, he spent $150,000, but maybe there's some objective truth that exists outside of what his personal psyche and his personal paradigm is. But see, to acknowledge that, you would also have to acknowledge that gender dysmorphia is real and all these other things could potentially be real. This is where it gets wonky. This is where it gets complicated. Don't, don't, try to, don't try to escalate stuff to the point where it's your way or the highway and then be outraged when someone comes out and says, well, hey, I, this is how I feel on the inside. This is how I feel on the inside. I feel this way on the inside. Why can't I identify this way on the inside? Because why? Why? Someone could be born biologically a man and then take some hormones and then go compete at the Olympics against women? That makes sense to you? You know that's inconsistent. You know that ain't right. Caitlyn Jenner Jenner told you that ain't right. Caitlyn Jenner told you, I don't think that's right. A trans person told you that's not right. It's not different. That's the point. This is no different. We just are selective with our outrage. We're selective with what we will or won't tolerate. And if someone says, oh, I don't think biologically born males should compete in girls' sports because it's unfair for girls, we say, no, that's bigoted. But this person who wants to transition and be a, uh, a, a, identified as Korean is putting on a costume, appropriating something that he's not because he got $150,000 in surgery. Or maybe, just maybe, there are some things that are objectively true. Men and women are different. Men and women are different. People uh, from different parts of the world are different. We have different facial features. We're different. No one's better. No one's superior. We're different. We should celebrate the differences. So those are my thoughts on this whole conversation. I know I've probably, some of you guys probably blew a head gasket listening to me talk about this. It's okay. I'm not mad at you. Uh, I think it requires more nuance to, to really sit and understand this. But goodness gracious, the hypocrisy with this specific situation, the hypocrisy with this specific situation is out of this world. It is, it is outlandish, okay? And now ultimately, I want you guys to know, listen, that there is an objective truth outside of your paradigm and what you're feeling at the moment and your convictions. There is, and his name is Jesus. And his name is Jesus, okay? And ultimately, he gets to decide. Not me, not you. He gets to decide. I'm going with Jesus. When it comes to these things, I'm going with Jesus. What did Jesus say? Those are my thoughts. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Hey, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, please consider giving it a like and subscribing. You can check out one of the other videos related to this that'll be over here. Now, I got to tell you about a free training I have for anyone that is an entrepreneur, a creative, an artist, but maybe you are unsure on how to find your voice, how to find your niche. I have a free training in the description of this video. Check it out. Once again, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you, and I will see you on the next video.